Hey folks, Sean here, and today what I want to talk to you about is something I call the beauty trap. And that's where people prioritize the design of their product over the function of their product. Now why I consider this to be a trap is because if you make your product look great, that can actually motivate people to gravitate towards it, as in they'll start using it because it looks great, it's attractive. But ultimately, a lot of people might stop using it because your product isn't providing them with the kind of value that they need. And that could be misleading in the beginning because if people are using your product but ultimately stop using your product or worse, if you're not paying close attention to how consistently people are using your product, you might not know that ultimately it's not performing all that well. Even though people are using it, they're not getting value out of it. And that's what really matters. So that's why we always prioritize the function over the aesthetic. But that can be misleading in the beginning. Let me talk about this in a little bit more detail and compare the two and also share an example. Now, in the beginning, what I actually recommend people do, especially with early stage products, is almost focus on not making the product look great. That sounds weird, but let me explain. As in, not prioritize the design, but instead prioritize the function. The reason why I recommend this is because prioritizing the design can be tricky and can enable you to fall into what I call this beauty trap. As in, if people are gravitating to your product for the wrong reasons, that's actually going to be misleading for you, cause trouble further down the road. We see this strategy leveraged successfully in other industries. For example, some logo design or web design companies will present early stage designs, but do so in grayscale or not add photos so that they can make it easier for their customers to focus on basically the function that they've created first, the type of experience that they're going for. Because if they put beautiful photos up there, beautiful colors and all that type of stuff, it could be misleading. As in people can see it and be like, oh, this looks great. But they might be only evaluating it from the perspective of the design, not the experience. And ultimately what matters most is the experience. That's how you really avoid falling into the beauty trap. So in the beginning, when you're creating the early stage versions of your product, I would actually recommend you stay further away from particularly advanced or beautifully aesthetic design elements and instead focus almost exclusively on the function. As in, instead of making it look great, just make sure it does what it needs to do. And it's okay if it's rough around the edges. In fact, in the beginning, I would almost recommend that you make it that way on purpose. Why? Because if your customers are willing to jump through extra hoops to use your product, even if it doesn't look great, that means a whole lot for the longevity of your product and ultimately how successful it can become because that means your customers are willing to put up with a little bit more trouble now because that pain that they need solved by your product is that important for them. Giving you really good long-term indicators that your product can reach really great success at scale as you are trying to figure out product market fit. So if you remove the design elements in the beginning, that can prevent you from falling into the beauty trap. It also enables you to be able to ship a product faster because you don't need to worry about it looking great. You just need to make sure it does what it needs to do in terms of whatever painful problem your customer has, they need solved. Make sure that the function for your product ultimately solves that problem and is and it's okay for it to be a little rough around the edges, especially in the beginning. Because again, we don't want it to be misleading and we don't want people using it for the wrong reasons. We want them to have to jump through an extra hoop if they need to in order to get that problem solved and be able to measure whether or not they're actually doing that. If they do, that's a really good long-term indicator. Now, let me share you a, an example of a really successful product that has, in my opinion, really never looked great, <laughs> giving you a little bit more confidence that a strategy like this could be successful. And the site that I'm going to use as my example, which I'm also going to pick on but complement at the same time, is Craigslist. 
you're unfamiliar, it's one of the most successful e-commerce websites out there to date. And I'm gonna share with you some performance statistics for the site as well too to back up my claim. But if you've ever seen Craigslist or used it before, there's not a whole lot going on. It's pretty basic. In fact, it almost looks like to me a site that was designed and built in the 1990s. But the site still looks like that today, I promise you that. But it's very easy to use. And for its target market customers, it solves their problem very effectively. I've used it many times myself. If you need to sell anything to anyone and relatively quickly without needing to jump through a whole lot of hoops in order to get that listing online so that you can get down to business relatively quickly, Craigslist is undoubtedly your site. So let's talk a little bit more about the performance statistics and success that Craigslist has had so I can prove to you through the numbers that they really haven't needed at a very beautiful design and really highly prioritized aesthetic in order to achieve this level of success. Now, according to statistics about Craigslist from SimilarWeb, they generate hundreds of millions of visits each month, at least hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue every year, and are still considered to be one of the most successful, if not the most successful e-commerce website of all time. So despite the fact that this website still looks like it was designed and built in the 1990s and really does not have a lot going on from a design and aesthetic perspective, it has been ridiculously successful and still continues to do so to this date. Without having updated or really changed the design all that much, it's still very simple, still very basic does what its target market customers need to do. And because of that, it's been hugely successful. So let this be an example that your product does not need to have a whole lot going on in the design or aesthetic department. doesn't need all to be super fancy in order to be super successful. Meaning that, especially in the beginning, you really don't need to invest a ton into the design elements of your product because it could enable you to fall into somewhat of that beauty trap. So in order to avoid that and to get as close as possible as fast as possible to validating that your value proposition is strong, really focus on the function and solving those target market problems for your target market customer. Hey folks, Sean here, and thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. If you did, I'd encourage you to also sign up for my free five-day email course about launching a profitable B2B SaaS application for less than $750. If you'd like to sign up for that course, you can do so at nextstep.io forward slash B2B SaaS.